is 4D Fit with Dr. Caroline Blackley, a podcast for teachers looking to strengthen their productive learning environment. Join Caroline as she dives into the knowledge and skills used in the 4D framework. Welcome back. And for some of you, welcome to our second podcast that's coming out, 4D Fit. This is just a series, small series of podcasts that will be specifically designed for the knowledge and skills that you want reminders of, refreshers on, or even just a check-in on how to possibly target change in your classroom and change in your own practice. So last podcast or the introductory one, we talked about the three points of difference for any decision-making in the classroom. Any teacher can change the outcome or can reassess and change how they move forward based on the point of instruct where my expectations were, scan how I'm looking around the space, and the interactions that are then following that. So today we're going to look specifically at where do you start? What is the first point that teachers, when they come to me, will say, Carolyn, where do I start? You've told me instructions. And truly, it would seem reasonable that the first place to start is to set up your expectations. Well, I can tell you, any of you who've had a speeding ticket in the past, I'm sure in the area where you got your speeding ticket, you knew the expectations, you knew the rules, and yet you still broke them. What we're looking for often is change in students. When we talk 4D, we really need to start looking at what changes we bring into our own practice, intentionally in what we do. So where's the starting point? For me, it is to create your awareness, lift your awareness on what you're looking for. Physically, when you look around your classroom, So pay attention today, tomorrow, when you go into your classrooms over the next week, pay attention to the students that first spark your interest, the students that draw your attention. When you look around your classroom space, are you more likely to connect with or notice the students who are disrupting or the students who are on task doing the work? Here's what my research has shown us. The majority of teachers will look for, notice, and generally interact with those that are disrupting the learning space more often than those that are working. And it's no one's fault, per se. Well, kind of is. As a department, as a system, we train teachers to create environments where there's less disruption to the learning space. And how we have trained teachers to do that for the last 20, 30, probably 50 years and beyond, is when you notice a disruption, you need to manage it. When we take time of managing those disruptions, it steals time from interactions with students who are doing the work. Now, it does not mean that we tolerate disruptions, nor that we let students get away with creating a disruption in our teaching and learning space. But the first place to start is with your behavior. Pay attention to what do you notice? Now, again, I am not saying do not notice the students who are not doing the right thing. But when you notice someone who's doing the wrong thing, do you also pay attention to or can you start to add to that noticing who are the students that are meeting your expectations? I am not asking you this week to go out and interact with those students. I am not asking you to change anything in the behaviours that follow. What I'm asking you to do is create an awareness of what you look for when you scan. Scanning is the space between. It is us taking a pause, a breath. It is a moment in which we can absolutely change the decisions that we make on our behaviours. When we change our behaviours, there is higher potential, there is more likelihood that students will change theirs. So this week, scanning. What does scanning entail? On the 4D classroom observation, we talk about peripheral vision when students are working. So while students are working, this week, walk around your space and intentionally notice you do not need to interact. This is just baby steps. 
intentionally notice the students who are working. When you notice one, can you notice two? Here's the next step. Can you intentionally notice students who have been disruptive or off task when they are back working? Because one of the things we know from my research, the students who repeatedly break the rules or disrupt the learning space often gain most of their interaction with adults across the whole school environment for inappropriate behaviours. So if my goal as a student is to seek attention and the only way I get that attention is through silliness, of course I'm going to keep doing it. So we're not asking you to do anything else this week, but when you use peripheral vision, when you are looking around your space when students are working, pay attention to who you notice. The second place we scan is in a classroom scan. And this is straight after we have gained attention. And again, my research and the data shows when we ask students to come back to attention, centre themselves back to the teacher, most teachers' first response is to the few that are talking or not doing what they should. I've asked you to stop talking. Guys, do I need to ask a second time? What I'm asking you to do this week, pay attention to not just those students, but how many of your students are doing the work that you have asked. They are sitting finishing the work, paying attention to your request to do so. So this week's a simple one. Pay attention to how you scan and how you use scanning in your practices. Use it when you're walking through the supermarket. Use it when you're walking through the school grounds. Use it at home when you're interacting with your partner. When you scan the environment in which you are, do you notice only the students or the people around you that are breaking the rules, doing the wrong thing? And can you start to be aware of who is meeting my expectations? Who is meeting the expectations of the road rules we spoke of earlier? Play spotto when you're driving down the highway. Who is doing the right thing? We are working this week on shifting our awareness in what we are looking for. And here's why, and we're going to build on this in the next few weeks. When we change what we look for, we create opportunities to change how we interact. The change is in the adult in the room. So have a great week. Your job this week, aware, lift awareness, what you're looking for, scanning, in both peripheral vision while students are working and when you call students back to get their attention before you give instructions. Have a great week and I look forward to catching up with you on our next pod. If you enjoyed this episode of 4D Fit, please hit follow and leave a review. Visit carolineblackley.com for upcoming workshops or events and join our growing community of passionate educators.